Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. All right, so I have insomnia, but I've never slept better. And what's changed? Just a pillow. It's had such a positive impact on my life. And, of course, I'm talking about my pillow. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and now you can too. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity, and Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has the special four-pack. Now, you get 40% off two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere pillows. Now, MyPillow is made here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com right now or call 800-919-6090, promo code Hannity, to get Mike Lindell's special four-pack offer. You get two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows for 40% off, and that means once those pillows arrive, you start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep healing and recuperative sleep that you've been craving and you certainly deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. You will love this pillow. All right, happy Friday. Glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. We'd love to have you be a part of this extravaganza. What a show. What a lineup we've got. We've got Newt Gingrich is going to weigh in. Uh, All of this, Mueller and Rosenstein and others need to be fired, and the president and his tweet, it's a witch hunt. And, you know, how is it this person appoints this person and the incestuous nature, you know, between Comey and Mueller and... And everybody involved here, I'd add McNabe to that. I'd add a bunch of people. You know, I had I, I had a very high-ranking inside source saying that when people like Comey, McNabe, and, and a few people around their rank and close to them within the FBI actually told me, confirmed by another source, I don't know to be 100%, that they're so happy they got 
they got uh, uh, General, uh, what's his name, General Flynn. They were, they were visibly doing things to show their ecstasy over, and by the way, that was the case of illegal intelligence leaking, a violation of the Espionage Act, but obviously that doesn't matter. So we'll get to that. Um, all right, so last night I go on Hannity, and, you know, I know they had the baseball game. I went down to National Stadium, and, oh, my God, they have the best food. I'm sorry. Yankee Stadium does not have the best food. The City Field does not have the best food. They had the best food in the world. I wanted to stop at every single solitary concession stand because it's like, all my favorites, sourdough, grilled cheese with bacon and tomato. I, it was off the hook good. It was so great. Anyway, I got down on the field. I got to meet so many different people. Roger Williams, the, the coach of the Republican team, and this young staffer, Zach, that worked for him. They were the two that probably inspired me the most. Zach was, was hit in the back of the calf during this assassination attempt against Republicans in Alexandria. And Mo Brooks was the one that, that wrapped the tourniquet around it. This is a really brave kid, and I really enjoyed meeting him and the coach and everybody else. And and Roger Williams has to go down to Texas. He's there today and and getting some surgeries. His, his, his thoughts and prayers go out. We, our thoughts and prayers go out to him today. You have um, – there's going to be an update at the Washington, D.C. hospital where the majority whip Steve Scalise was taken after being shot – and now they say, and we hope and pray it's all true, that he is making a lot of progress, which I'm really, really happy about. Um, and we'll get an update here in a second. We'll just dip into it as that happens if you're along the Sean Hannity Show network. But last night I go on the air on, on TV. After seven months of investigations, my collusion with Russians, nobody has been able to come up with a thing. Trump tweets out today. So after 11 months of of Conspiracy theories, 11 months of lying, black helicopter conspiracy theories and and advancing tinfoil hat conspiracy theories in an interview with um, Rolling Stone magazine, Rachel Maddow, the biggest conspiracy theorist in the world. I, I mean, I never knew until the media group MediaEqualizer.com had come out and put up all these cra- the crazy crap, she says. And one of the reasons I didn't know is because I don't watch these shows at all. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm literally, you know, reading the stuff that she said. I'm, I'm like blown away by this. But anyway, now she says, I absolutely believe it's possible Trump did not collude with Russia. How do you justify working? NBC News, John Chancellor. I mean, Tom Brokaw. How do you justify that Brian Williams... And I looked out my hotel room and I saw bodies floating by and, oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, he wasn't underwater. There was no water outside my hotel room. It couldn't have been a body after all. Whoopsie daisy. Whoopsie, whoopsie daisy. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, it's just so amazing. So amazing. Now, so I go on the air last night and I start a very different tone because I'm watching all the kumbaya going on at the baseball game. All right, that's fine. They want to have a little kumbaya moment. I'm saying, you know what, with all due respect, I'm not buying this crap. I'm just not buying it. What you watched last night was not true. It was not real. It's an illusion. And, you know, Nancy Pelosi, mad that Republicans are calling out the rhetoric 
that they and their side have been using every day because they're so freaking unhinged that Donald Trump it became a, an emotional, psych, you know, mass psychotic moment for Democrats at 11 o'clock on on November the 8th, 2016, when it seemed like what was a, a sure thing for them fell through. And that is Hillary Clinton not winning. And psychologically, they've had a very, very hard time dealing with this. So now we've got, and I'm not blaming Bernie Sanders. I'm not going down the road where Democrats, you know, if there's some idiot that has a conservative book or listens to a conservative show, does something stupid, that somehow uh, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, Laura Ingram, Mark Levin, or Fox News is to blame. I, I don't play that game that they do. But I will say this in my lifetime, as we have played all week long, the absolute hatred, the vile vitriol that has existed out there is unprecedented in this country. And you cannot deny that there is, for those people that are unhinged and day in and day out, there's got to be something that connects or motivates in some way, some capacity. It does have an impact. After all, liberals tell us that every, every time there is some kind of event. So anyway, so you got... Majority whip Steve Scalise, it was far worse, I can tell you now, than I think people ever knew. And that he had dozens of, dozens, I understand, transfusions. And that they couldn't even close him up for a significantly long period of time because they couldn't cauterize the bleeding. And then so you watch all the nicety in the game and the group hug and the kumbaya. I just, I couldn't fall for it. I wouldn't fall for it. I wasn't deceived. I wasn't going to pretend as if all of the hate and vitriol and the viciousness and divisive rhetoric from the left, it's not going to end, I said last night. And sure enough, right during the game, and I had written my monologue, I didn't even see it until this morning, Democratic staffers actually booed when Donald Trump, our president, went up and and gave a video at the so-called Unity Baseball game. And as the Washington Times pointed out, so you have this game going on, the Kumbaya moment that I said was not real. I think I was the only one that had the courage to say it, me and Laura Ingram last night. Laura Ingram agreed with me. Anyway, they appeared to be Democratic staffers doing the booing there last night, which underscores, again, what I've been saying, this toxic political atmosphere that the media now for 24 hours pretends had no impact on the mindset of this lunatic. And I blame the person. I'm not blaming them. But this hatred, this vile viciousness, you know, is is got to stop at some point. You know, we're at Washington, D.C. I was at Alexandria, Virginia. I went to the field. I saw what happened, a left wing radical ideologue, a political assassination attempt. And as we know, because we interviewed two congressmen. You know, the shooter goes up to them before he does this, this guy Hodgkinson, and says, by the way, are they Republicans or Democrats? Republicans. Good. All right. Let me go in the let me go just behind the third base line behind the fence and use a high powered rifle and start picking these guys off one by one. And that's what he tried to do. And were it not for two D.C. Capitol Police officers, I mean, the amount of bravery they show walking into an open field up against a high powered rifle with a pistol. And I'm a pistol marksman. And successfully winning after being injured is such a testament to them. What incredible people we have. They based That was a suicide mission they were on. I'm telling you, if you know anything about weapons, this was not a fair fight. 
they were at a 99-1 decided disadvantage, and they pulled this off. And more importantly, they showed amazing courage and grace and strength that is beyond inspiring in this moment, and they save lives. You know, so you got a guy that expresses his extremist views, referring to the president as a traitor, writing, quote, it's time to destroy Trump and company, belongs to a face group, face group, group called Terminate the Republican Party, you know, beyond disgusting, despicable, horrific, it's just part of a much larger pattern of what we're hearing from the Democratic Party, from the left, and this, you know, what I think they consider themselves the, you know, the next branch of government to destroy Trump media. And I've, I've called it before a vortex of hatred that's aimed at bringing down the president. A worst-case scenario for them is they get collateral damage, people around the president. And we saw the Washington Post with another one of their unnamed sources, hit pieces, last night against Jared Kushner. No evidence, all rehashed nonsense. And, you know, you can't take this and look at this all in a vacuum or in a bubble. You can't, for example, forget that last week we're debating Shakespeare in the park. I'd rather put a bullet in my head than watch that. I'd rather just never go see Shakespeare in the park. I'd, I'd never want to see that. Who wants to go see Shakespeare in the park with a Trump lookalike? And the Trump lookalike, you know, being shot and killed every night. And a rendition of Julius Caesar. Or you got the, the ISIS pose with Kathy Griffin with a bloodied, severed head of President Trump. And then you got Madonna and her hate-filled ranch, uh, uh, rant at the Women's March. I, uh, I think often I fantasize about blowing up the White House. And then Jim Carrey dreaming of taking a golf club and beating the president. And then you've got on top of that the destroyed Trump media. Sorry, Rachel, you've been advancing a lie for months, and it's only now dawned on you. Even your colleague, thrill-up-his-leg, Obama-gasm man himself, Chris Matthews, figured out that, oh, uh, I guess the collusion thing's over. Rachel's only gotten to the, I believe it's possible, point that Trump did not collude with Russia. Even though every Democrat, including Maxine Waters and Dianne Feinstein and Mark Warner and, and Joe Manchin and Clapper and Comey and Brennan and all of these people have said there's no evidence of collusion, Admiral Rogers has said it. But they keep reporting it. They keep advancing it. And the media, they've been doing the same thing for months. And it is a white lash and every other incendiary thing that has been said. You know, and Democrats, you know, we can't find a comment of even Obama or Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or prominent Democrats condemning this vile ISIS pose of a severed Trump head with Kathy Griffin. What does that say about them? If it was a Republican... As a conservative, they would have spoken out in seconds. It's like the Clinton Soros group. Oh, they got Imus fired. Imus is fired. He still meets with the women's at Rutgers basketball, wants to make it right. He apologized just like Bill Maher did. Bill Maher uses the N-word. They don't even, there's not a peep written about it. Nothing about Kathy Griffin holding up a severed head of the president. Imagine if a conservative did that to Obama. What the Clinton Soros group would demand at that point, firings and boycotts and everything else that they do to silence conservatives. We've been telling you night after night 
that they will say and do anything to delegitimize this man, to, to literally advance lies to de- delegitimize and stop his agenda. And the people that will suffer in all of this are the American people. Those in poverty on food stamps, out of the labor force, that can't buy a house. Yeah, they're the ones that get screwed ultimately here as 90% of the president's time and his staff's time is spent dealing with crap. Hey, with optimism once again on the rise in America, the working people of this country are more important than ever. Well, now they have a podcast that celebrates them and tells their stories on the job from hired to retired. Well, it's a new podcast from our friends at Express Employment Professionals that digs into the lives of men and women at work and explores their journeys as they fight to make the American dream a reality. On the job takes the listener through the ups and downs of making a living in America. Now check out the new podcast on the job from hired to retired on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Or just go to expresspros.com slash podcast for more information. All right, the doctors over at the hospital where they have been taking care of the House Majority Whip Steve Scalise are weighing in on his health. They're encouraged by improvements in his condition, multiple blood transfusions. Let's dip in and hear what they have to say. Good afternoon. I'm uh, Dr. Jack Sava, the Director of Trauma at MedStar Washington Hospital Center. Uh, I'm here to give you an update on the two patients that we cared for after the shooting in Alexander, Virginia on June 14th. Special Agent Crystal Greiner of the United States Capitol Police uh, sustained an ankle gunshot wound. She remains in the hospital. She's in good condition and she's in good spirits. Uh, Congressman Scalise sustained a single rifle wound that entered in the area of the left hip. It traveled directly across towards the other hip in what we call a transpelvic gunshot wound. The round fragmented and did substantial damage to bones, internal organs, and blood vessels. I understand he was awake on scene, but by the time he was transported by helicopter to the MedStar Trauma Center, he was in shock. My partners, Dr. Tony Shiflett and Dr. Christine Trankium, saw him in the trauma center with uh, the other doctors and nurses there. Uh, They treated him there and quickly brought him to the operating room where we performed surgery. In the operating room, he was in critical condition and received many units of transfused blood for ongoing hemorrhage from multiple locations. Uh, He received truly amazing anesthesia care from Dr. Eric Skolnick and Dr. Scott Frank. Due to their great work, we were able to get him through that procedure, and we then took him to the radiology suite, where he underwent an additional procedure by Dr. Arshad Khan to further control bleeding. From there, we went to the intensive care unit, uh, where he got additional care under the direction of Dr. Chadi Abwasili, and he remains in the ICU today. Yesterday, Dr. Trankium and I did an additional operation, and Dr. Robert Golden, our director of orthopedic trauma, did an operation to repair a broken bone in his leg. The congressman's status remains critical. We are encouraged by improvement in his condition over the last 36 hours. All right, the congressman's condition critical. We'll continue. We know you 
never want to miss the Sean Hannity Show. And now you never have to. Just sign up for Hannity Headlines, a bite-sized version of the show that you can take with you on your laptop, your mobile phone, everywhere you go, even to your liberal in-law's place in Vermont. So, um... Yeah. And after a few hours of that, you'll be glad you brought Sean along. To sign up today for Hannity Headlines, go to Hannity.com. I-25 till the top of the hour, toll-free, telephone number 800-941-SEAN. When Steve Scalise, I just was watching the rest of this um, this press conference at the hospital, MedStar Washington Hospital Center, when he arrived at the hospital, he was in danger of imminent death. Now, I had a source that had told me all of that the day of the shooting, and I was asked to keep it quiet, and I was told that day that it was extremely touch and go. And I really, it just sunk my heart at the time. His risk of death, they said today, is substantially lower. Now, look, he's not out of the woods yet, but he had dozens and dozens now of, uh, of blood transfusions. And they had a very, very hard time. And I guess, you know, I just have a great respect for those in the medical profession. I, I, there's a part of me, I, this is not the way my brain is wired, so I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked out for me. Everyone's got whatever gifts God gives you. I mean, and, and that's not mine to be extremely scientific. And um, I just don't have a, a natural surgeon skill or the ability to sit there and memorize you know, chemistry pages and bio page. I'd rather just jump off a bridge. It just is just not where my area of interest is. Meanwhile, I'll stay up till four in the morning, five in the morning every night, reading and reading and reading and reading and reading about politics and the state of the world and and countries and history. It's just you got to follow where your natural aptitude and wherever your gifts are in life. And I try to do that. And then I know other people that are friends of mine that are surgeons and they have this incredible gift that is just I sit in amazement as they they talk about it. for example I have two friends of mine one and both are brain surgeons and I'm not talking about fake brain surgeons I did this you know you always say this isn't brain surgery radio and tv and it's not and and one of them in particular gives me far more credit than I ever deserve and it makes me laugh and I'm like yeah I didn't have to go into the operating room and operate on a 7 or 8 year old kid this morning and their life is in my hands based on my skill and the knowledge and experience I've accumulated over decades of doing this and you're telling me that my job is hard I just I I can't allow myself to go there cuz I just don't think it applies and, well, what you're doing is important for the country. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm a little spoke in a wheel, but I'm not saving an individual's life. And to me, it's just an amazing skill. And I love, I don't know why, but I'm fascinated. I always watch, like, the operation channels. You know, I have another brain, I have another brain surgeon friend, and he, and he does the same thing, operating on spines and brains. And then the other brain surgeon friend, he actually developed, he got mad at me once I said it, an epoxy. It's not an epoxy. It's actually a cement that he uses to to create skull formations that perfectly fit that which was damaged. For example, he spent a lot of time in the military helping those that were victims of IED attacks. Anyway, back to Steve Scalise, I mean, I knew that they had to, when they first operated on him, and that first night, that first 24, 48 hours was so critical for him, 
and then you're running the risk of all types of infections because the operating area within him is still open. And then you have the blood transfusions on top of it. And as they just said, you know, he's been through many of them. And he was at imminent death when he came into the hospital. And his death now chances are substantially lower. And we just play, pray for a full recovery of all of this. Uh, my buddy Mike Myers is on our newsmaker line. I asked him to call in because, you know, he sends me the most encouraging notes every day. Now, Mike swears he's a liberal. Mm-hmm. Mike is not a liberal. Mike Myers with the New York Civil Rights Coalition. I've known him for years, and he's just a good friend of mine. He's a terrific writer and um, an incredibly supportive friend of mine. And when other people are out there attacking me, he's sending me notes telling me to keep my head up and, and don't take their crap and to fight back harder. <laughs> I always love the friends that tell me, no, don't stop. Just hit them back harder. Uh, and you're one of them. How are you doing? And you were listening just now, me attacking the incendiary rhetoric of the left. And this is something you have said about what you think is your side. I argue you're not the liberal you think you are. I am a liberal. These people on the left, these crazies, lunatics, these anti-Trumpsters, they are not liberal. They are anti-liberal. Uh, people who believe in civil rights, who believe in due process, who believe in government are not the people who you think are on my side. I, um, I, I think you are absolutely necessary, but the mistake that Donald Trump has made as he has not immediately drained that swamp. I agree with you. Jeff Sessions was absolutely right. When he responded in his hearing, he said, this is like Alice in Wonderland looking through the glass. By the way, I have some breaking news. Mike Myers is with us, New York Civil Rights Coalition. It's been rumored all day the Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein sees no reason to recuse himself from the Russian probe, Justice Department now says, so that's not going to happen today. Also rumors running out there that the president probably played everybody on the issue of well, he better not lie. There, there might be tapes out there. And I knew, I know Trump, and I've known him for years. I never believed it for a second. But apparently there's a very, very justifiable reason for his comments, and we'll find out later today. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, my point is that um, this, this investigation, whatever you call it, I, I just find it to be unbelievable. This is, this is worse than Watergate. First of all, I don't know any crimes that have been committed. Where are the crimes? Why is the special counsel hiring Clinton people? I don't understand it. He is the best friend. Your Greg Jarrett from Fox News Channel wrote the best article column. This is a, how can you have Mueller, the best friend of Comey, who is Trump's accuser, be the special counsel? How come he hasn't recused himself? How can Jeff Sessions recuse himself on little to nothing? And then this guy named the Deputy Attorney General allow this stuff to go on in his name, allow the leaks, nobody's being fired. The Deputy Attorney General has to be fired because he has to take charge of this investigation. This investigation has gone too far now. Now they even bring in the taxes that they couldn't get because uh, President uh, Trump will not give out his taxes. Now the special counsel wants the taxes? What the hell is going on here? Are you surprised at the extent that we both agree on the deep state 
I mean, listen, you remember have, this we, girl? I am not surprised because you and I, I think you're a liberal, <laughs> a, real, <laughs> a, real, a real liberal. But well, because, wait a minute, but we believe in civil rights. Right. You know I, I believe that we need intelligence desperately because this is an evil world we live in. I mean, the world of ISIS, the world of right. radical Islamic terrorism, Absolutely. you know, where the Iranians want nukes and the North Koreans are insane. So, and, but, we, and we both believe in borders. And of we course. We both believe in national security. Absolutely. And, we, and, and we, we don't understand these courts that keep interfering with the president and the congressional well, power. You do to understand immigration. Because there is, look, we have these activist courts and they go judge shopping. You right. get it, I get it. Right. They're yeah. crazies. But what about the what about the weaponizing of the intelligence community, which so upsets me? Right. Because I know it's not this minnow, you know, woman contractor down in Augusta, Georgia. She's right. a, listen, what? she she shouldn't have had that security clearance based on her public comments. What but dis- what disturbs me even more, Sean, is where is the American Civil Liberties Union? They're always concerned about government surveillance. But they don't seem to be concerned about the surveillance that is going on now. Are you following and do you strongly agree with me that what happened to General Flynn, it's incontrovertible, was a violation of the Espionage Act of Felony. But more importantly, when we're now going to stampede on the the Fourth Amendment and the Constitution and we're going to spy on Americans or, by the way, if they're just doing their job in the intelligence community, which we desperately need – and the 99% that ab- abide by and respect the tools and weaponry of intelligence and would never consider leaking or unmasking intelligence. But it has to be, to me, at the top. It has to be my biggest suspicion is Brennan. My next biggest suspicion is Clapper. My next right. bi- biggest suspicion is Valerie Jarrett and I Ben agree. Rhodes. I agree if you're me. I don't understand how they can have these investigations of, of so-called Trump or surrogates, and there's no investigation of Comey and, and, and Lynch and, and Hillary Clinton. I don't get it. How about Except that I, mean, I do get it. You know what this is. This is the continuation. You know, I was, last time I was on your TV show, I, was, I couldn't wait for the Electoral College to, to meet. Because remember, I remember, the push yeah. was to change the Electoral College vote, to make sure that Trump was not elected president. But that's, that, they, they got nowhere there. So now they are full, full-blown attempt to impeach and remove. And you do not have the Republicans with any backbone. You have the mealy mouthed Republicans. They're you've got so a, weak. You've got a they're so mouth, weak. The Republican Senate, and they're all anti-Trump. Did you look at the case of Lynch and the meeting with Bill Clinton on the tarmac? Then it's it's not an investigation. Uh, we'll just call it a matter. And then it's uh, Sarah Carter and John Solomon's piece that she had already decided, no matter what the evidence showed, right. she's going to put the kibosh on any type of indictment against Hillary Clinton. No investigation, no obstruction there. Is it is does anybody with a brain have any doubt that Hillary committed multiple felonies? I don't think so. But again. She's off the hook. Well, that, Sean, that's why you are so absolutely necessary and the only one on TV that I can find in terms of relevance. And who your monologues every night have been excellent. Your radio show is absolutely relevant and urgent. And the mass media, I must tell you, I watch them just to listen to what they're saying, and they are so biased. It's just it's intolerable. 
What do you think? This is an important question. I call it the destroy Trump media. And I've been watching in particular CNN. Oh, my gosh. The level of bias is insane. Or the Washington Post. Can you imagine being as wrong as often with unnamed sources as they have been? And even this week, you know, it looks like now we have Mueller's own, you know, own investigation leaking from the get go. Right. The the special counsel. And then you got Rachel Maddow. I mean, I don't have anything against Maddow. I never watched her show, to be honest, except for the big tax return night, which turned out to be, yeah. you know, a, a Capone's I, I, vault <laughs> moment. But, right. you know, now only in a Rolling Stone interview, I absolutely believe it's possible Trump did not collude with Russia. How many months of coverage of saying that and implying that have <laughs> gone on? Yeah, but but there's been there's no conclusion. But the investigation goes on. Why? <laughs> what is Jeff Sessions waiting for? He he recused himself, which I think no, was the he, wrong. No, he dis- hasn't recused himself as he as he has admitted. He hasn't recused himself from managing the department uh, uh, and, and and managing the agency. Now, if no one else fires the deputy attorney general, who seems to have fallen over. It ha- Sessions has got to fire the deputy attorney general. Okay, that happens, and you know how it's going to be record- reported. This well, is going to be a Saturday then. night massacre. Then it'll happen. If the Republicans are going to impeach Trump, they're going to impeach him later, sooner or later. But you, can, you cannot have an impeachment unless the Republicans vote for impeachment. Even Alan Dershowitz, years ago during the Clinton... Alan Dershowitz is right. Alan Dershowitz is right. By the way, he's not only is he, but he, listen, Alan Dershowitz and I had a knockdown, drag out, mean spirited fight that went on for like six months yep. over Clinton impeachment. And, and I actually regret parts of it at this point in my career. I'm a little yeah. older and a little more mature. And, and I'm reading his stuff and reading his Twitter and reading his, his, he's been putting out these articles. I'm saying, man, yeah. I, he is so right on every point. But there's like three liberals, him, you, and Jonathan Turley, that yep. speak out, and every other one takes the incendiary rhetoric. Do you think this rhetoric contributed to this Bernie guy going on this assassination uh, attempt against these Republicans, or is that a stretch? I have no idea, except that what happens, happens. And uh, I think the, the level of of tumult in this country, the rhetoric, the the anger, the viciousness, the the politics of personal destruction, it's a climate, it's a culture. And, 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 and you're right, by the way, though, that kumbaya attitude and mood, it's all phony. It's I was the only phony. one last night that didn't fall. I did not fall for it. Yeah, I know you didn't. You were right. Yeah, and by the way, I got the crap kicked out of me as usual, Michael. By whom? By, by everybody. I mean, I get the crap kicked out of me now more at this well, point I in my career than you. ever. It was that kumbaya, <laughs> so phony. Uh, it was so, so phony. phony. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm uh, sick of, of. I'm sick of these phony liberals. I love Alan Dershowitz because he's a principled liberal. Turn right, away, I got a principled liberal. Michael Myers, New York Civil Rights Coalition, and uh, you know you've been such a good friend to me. Stay I want to public. I want to. No, no, no. I want to publicly say thank you. Okay. Keep it going. All right, my friend. I will. I'm not stopping. They, listen, they have to drag the microphone on camera at, right out of my face, or and then I'll just get two Dixie cups and a bottle of wine, and 3 a.m. I'll be on the air talking to myself. <laughs> 
right, load it up today. When we come back, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich, he weighs in on the hate, the vitriol, the assassination attempt against Republicans about recusal about the deep state. We'll get to all of that. Katie Hopkins, the gobby one, shall join us. And then we've got all the other news of the day, our news roundup information overload, and our Florida Georgia Line Friday concert series uh, continues. Put a little smile on your face later in the program because God knows we need it. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Yeah, I'm working tonight on Hannity. Tell you about that coming up, too. It is a weird tension. I think we're at a dangerous time for the First Amendment and for the free press in this country. And at the same time, we're oddly influential with the guy who wants to kill us. And to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything, f*** you. F*** you. But this is the hallmark of revolution. Yes, I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. You know, I had a dream the other night about that I was playing golf with Donald Trump and I was standing beside him with a club in my hand. And I was, you know, considering my options when I suddenly woke up. You know, it was one of those dreams where you want to just get back to sleep so you can finish it, you know? That was pretty good. I might have to put Mr. Burgess on Fox News. I'll put uh, I'll put I'll put Mr. Burgess up against uh, Sean Hannity. He'll tear him up. I need you to go out and talk to your friends and talk to your neighbors. I want you to talk to them whether they're independent or whether they are Republican. I want you to argue with them and get in their face. And- Press always asks me, "Don't I wish I were debating him?" No, I wish you were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. What we've got to do is fight in Congress, fight in the courts, fight in the streets, fight online, fight at the ballot box. And now there's the momentum to be able to do this. This is a death panel bill because people will die. This is deadly. This is deadly. You can't stand it. I am the most horrible man I've ever seen. Your president is a dishonorable, lying man. Ordinary people who simply saw what needed to be done and came together and supported those ideals who have made the difference. They've marched. They've bled. Yes, some of them have died. This is hard. Every good thing is. We have done this before. We can do this again. I don't respect this president. I don't trust this president. He's not working in the best interests of the American people. His motives and his actions are contemptible. And I will fight every day until he is impeached. Impeach 45. Impeach 45. As far as I'm concerned, the Tea Party can go straight to hell. In fact, the only thing your mouth is good for is being Vladimir Putin's holster. Oh, Ivanka's going to be our saving grace, you know, when he's about to nuke Finland or something. She's going to walk into the bedroom and, you know, yeah, daddy, daddy, don't do it, daddy. I mean, he's so blatantly stupid. He's a punk. He's a dog. He's a pig. He's a con, a bull artist, a mutt who doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't do his homework, doesn't care, thinks he's gaming society, doesn't pay his taxes. He's an idiot. Colin Powell said it best. He's a national disaster. He's an embarrassment to this country. It makes me so angry that this country has gotten to this point, that this fool, this bozo has wound up where he has. He talks how he wants to punch people in the face. Well, I'd like to punch him in the face. And I'm 
might just kill ISIS with the same ice pick that I murdered Donald Trump in the same night with. Which enemy are you most proud of? Probably the Republicans. <laughs> All right, hour two, Sean Hannity's show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be uh, part of the program. Uh, by the way, Newt Gingrich's book has been number one for literally like two months before even its release. Understanding Trump may end up being probably the bestseller he's, he's had up to date, and he's had a, a thousand bestsellers. And, of course, he writes fiction and nonfiction. This is the real story about the man that was able to beat 16 other Republicans, governors and senators and people with greater name recognition and the most unconventional politicians in our lifetime and why he remains successful and was able to win the presidency. And by the way, if you're around Tyson's Corner in McLean, Virginia, Newt has a, a book signing coming up. It's tonight at 7 o'clock. Oh, that's awesome. And congr- I've never, is this the biggest book so far launch you've ever had? Well, the biggest except for To Renew America, which came right after I was speaker. But this one may rival that. It's really on a roll right now. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, let me ask you this. I just played all the vitriol, all the hate. And by the way, I can spend a whole week, three hours a day, all day, playing the left's hatred and vitriol. And the culminating, of course, with the assassination attempt against all of these Republican congressmen and senators. And do you think the rhetoric, the hatred, the vitriol, the, the conspiracy theory advancement, the undermining of President Trump, which... All of it, has it contributed to an atmosphere that sets off crazy people, or do you just have to blame them? Oh, absolutely. I just talked to the College Republican National Convention, and about a third of the students reported about the tension on their campus. One young lady was actually suspended from her sorority for for being a Trump supporter. I mean, just just a level of of, uh, hostility across the whole system, and it has consequences. I mean, uh, we have to be aware of that. Again, I don't blame them for what happened this week, because I think when you have a guy who picks up a gun and goes out, he is responsible. He's the one we should punish, and he, you know, he's the guy who's crazy. But I certainly think the over underlying pattern of tension and of potential violence is very deep, and it's very real, and it's something I experience when I go out and I speak on campuses. And then I ask students to tell me about their experiences. It's a it's a real real challenge. Well, it's deeper than that. I mean, because then you got the conspiracy theories. I mean, I, I watched. I saw this today, and and it was, I guess, when maybe it was after Comey in the middle of the hearings. And then I read an article today. Rachel Maddow concludes that there's a possibility there was no Trump-Russia collusion. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Black helicopter conspiracy theorist, the, the leading tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist in the country without any evidence at all whatsoever has been va- advancing this crap. And now all of a sudden, well, there's a just a slight possibility there is no Trump-Russia collusion. You know, I thought the most amazing example of that was immediately after Comey was done, Chris Matthews, to his credit, said that no reasonable person can believe in collusion after this testimony. Now, for Matthews to say that, I thought was pretty historic. Well, we played it the second after he played it, said it, and I didn't know if it was a moment of just sanity that crept into his life for a second, but he's right. There is no evidence. And I sense now that the left is is ever so slowly trying to backfire. You know, once once, yeah. you know, look at The Washington Post this week. Once they found out there's OK, no Trump investigation, there's no evidence of collusion. There's no evidence of obstruction because the president clearly, even according to Comey, encouraged <clears throat> the investigation to move forward. And he also encouraged to go, you know, that he would investigate even the satellites around him. 
So there's no evidence there. So what does the Washington Post do? The same people proven wrong multiple times in just the last couple of weeks when they said, oh, just before Comey's fired, he wanted more money. And and Rosenstein. Oh, by the way, in his case, uh, he he never said what they said he said, which is that he threatened to quit. He went on an interview and said just the opposite. So now they come out with two articles, two nights in a row, one against Jared, quote, collateral damage, and one against, you know, the president himself, that the special counsel is investigating both of them, but they have no sources at all. Right. And Rosenstein comes out and says, nobody should believe these on-source stories. But by by the way, I did my newsletter today at Gingrich Productions, which is available for free, on Attorney General Sessions as a study in courage. If you look at his testimony, it is a case study in what Republicans ought to be like. He is direct. He is tough. He's emotional when appropriate. Uh, he doesn't take anything off the Democrats. Uh, it is, it's a remarkable testimony uh, and is really what, if, if every Republican uh, were as uh, determined and as tough as, as Jeff Sessions was in his appearance, we'd be in dramatically better shape right now. Totally agree with you. Let me, in the context of you writing Understanding Trump, can you explain the most hostile, vitriolic, negative reaction? I mean, it is a, a, a almost a pack sure. mentality against the president, and including that your analysis of the deep state, and yeah. that is our intelligence can, community leaking can, against him. Can, can I just insert one quick thing, because it's a personal thing? Yeah. The president today in Miami took a personal friend of Clifton and me, Luis Haza and his wife Dana, had Luis up on the stage. Luis was a child prodigy who refused to play for Fidel. When Fidel physically went into their home and said, you will play for me, play something, he played the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> he was eight years old. At eight years of age, he wow. had the guts to stand there in front of the dictator. His father was killed by Raul. Uh, he can't go back to Cuba because they'd never let him go again. Uh, and then the president brought him up on stage, told this amazing story of courage, and then asked him to play the Star Spangled Banner on his wow. violin. He was first violin at the uh, National Orchestra, a very close friend of ours. I married somebody mm-hmm. who worked for me for years, Dana Hazard. I just had to get that in. No, it's such but- an emotional and such a powerful story. Now, now let's talk about the deep state, which is obvious. I mean, 97% of the money given by employees at the Justice Department go to Hillary. 99% at the State Department go to Hillary. Um, the first four people hired by Mueller are all Democratic donors, one of whom actually defended the Clinton Foundation against Freedom of Information Act requests. I mean, give me a break. You know, the people people want us to be so stupid that if a herd of elephants runs through our living room, crushes everything, we're supposed to go, gee, I wonder if we had a party. No, these people, these people are our opponents. Uh, and I'll tell you my, what I believe is, is the, the real cause of this. <clears throat> At 8 o'clock on election night, everyone on the left was prepared to win. And they were then going to finish imposing left-wing radical values through the courts and through the bureaucracies. Uh, they were salivating. They were happy. Three hours later, they were in the worst of all worlds. They hadn't lost to a moderate establishment Republican. They'd lost to Donald J. Trump. And I think the trauma of those three hours was so decisive that they've never recovered. 
and at the level of hatred that they feel, and that it is it's hatred, the level of hatred they feel, uh, which is which is virtually deranged. All right, um, hang on. I want I want to pick it up there and how this plays out this level of hatred. But we have former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich's brand new book. It is now bestseller across the country. You can get it at Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere, Hannity.com, Understanding Trump. Hannity Headline, a bite-sized version of the show that you can take with you anywhere you go. To sign up today for Hannity Headlines, go to Hannity.com. All right, as we continue, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich's brand-new book, Understanding Trump, and uh, he is going to be at Tyson's Corner tonight at the at a book signing in McLean, Virginia, 7 o'clock. And uh, I know a lot of people are showing up at, at your book signings, which is terrific for you, one of your best-selling books uh, of all time. And I want to ask this question. This is important. So you talk about the madness of the left, and, and at 11 o'clock on November 8th, Election Day, they don't get over it. And now you've got a deep state conspiracy, and now you've got a special counsel leaking information with conflicts of interest, hiring Hillary Clinton lawyers and Clinton and Obama donors to investigate the president and his family. I, I don't I don't I can't think of anything more inherently corrupt or conflicting than this. And in the case of Rosenstein, he sees it. In the case of Mueller, he's, he's still there. Well, look, I think that's exactly right. When, when you recognize <clears throat> that this is a pattern. Comey, under Bush, appointed the godfather to his children, Patrick Fitzgerald, to be an independent counsel or a special counsel at a time when there was no, they knew that there was no crime committed in the Valerie Plain case because she was not a protected agent at that time. And they knew who had leaked her name, Richard Armitage Estate. Even though they knew those two things, he appointed the godfather of his children who ran amok because his goal was to get Dick Cheney. And in the end, he did tremendous damage, cost people a lot of money, and put a basically totally innocent guy in jail. Um, it's, it's a horrendous story. So when I watch Mueller, and I really turned totally, I, I thought Mueller was fine when they first named him. But the minute that Comey testified with enormous arrogance that he had deliberately leaked through a college professor in order, this is his words, not mine, in order to get a, a special counsel appointed, and the special counsel's his good friend, who, by the way, under professional rules of justice, would have to recuse himself in investigating Comey. I mean, this is crazy. And that's the point at which I said, But, but everybody in the media fish. is like hyperventilating, okay, if, if Trump fires him, this is Watergate and a Saturday night massacre. Right. And that's because everybody in the media is, is, is totally sold out to the left. Not everybody, but 80% of the media is sold out to the left. Uh, and that you have to assume automatically that this is the attack media. It's not the news media. Uh, I've said over and over again, if I were Trump, I would kick CNN out of the White House. The idea of, that they got a 93% negative story rating from Harvard. Why would you let somebody into your house who is 93% of the time attacking you? Uh, you know, and I think we all just understand this. The amazing thing about Trump's favorables, he right now is about 41, 42 percent favorable. The amazing thing is that's after everything they've tried to do to him. I mean, the, the unending negative coverage and over four out of every 10 Americans just shrug it off. And they're, they're, getting, they're getting madder about it. Yeah. Uh, people walk up to me everywhere and thank me for speaking out. I'm, I'm really amazed. I get the same thing. I really do. do it. And then and, and we also, they want to silence you and me, too, by the way. Just a little side note. They'd like to shut you up and me up at the same time. Maybe we'll go start a, you know, uh, we'll get two, uh, a bottle of wine and two Dixie cups if we get fired. 
Um, well, no, look, look, if, if they shut me up, I'm just going to go and become a monk and sit on a mountaintop and come. Oh, yeah. Uh, same with me. That's my future. Yeah, right. <laughs> they wouldn't even accept me. They'd throw me out. They're not going to shut us up. This is a free society still. Yeah, right. I'm prepared to stand and fight for this country as long as it takes. Me too. God bless you. The book is called right. Understanding Trump. Bookstores everywhere. Tyson's Corner tonight, 7 o'clock. If you want to meet the speaker, he'll be speaking, signing books. We'll take a quick break. The gobby one, Katie Hopkins, is next. And we're going to look at the vitriol of the left in our News Roundup Information Overload Hour with the MediaEqualizer.com group, Melanie Morgan and Brian Maloney. Straight ahead. I-25 till the top of the hour. Toll-free telephone number is 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. She's become one of our favorite guests. We have a regular segment now. She's with the UK Daily Mail. Now, we have an agreement whenever the gobby one, Katie Hopkins, is on the line, that we shall have. There's no such thing as political correctness. She can call me darling and sweetie pie and cutie pie. And this is like a no PC zone because you're like the most politically incorrect person, but not in a vile, mean, vicious way. I mean... You've never held up a, a, a held a, an ISIS style pose with a severed head of an elected leader, right? I mean, you're not political incorrectness <laughs> is not vile hatred in your part. No, not for me. It's all about just saying exactly what I think, uh, sort of articulating exactly how I feel, and then if there's consequences for those, the things I say, then I absolutely accept those consequences. But I do think some things these days just need to be said. You know, between you, Nigel Farage, and people are going to be stunned because I competed against this guy for years, although I never disliked him, and, and that's Piers Morgan of life become my three favorite Brits. Did you see when Piers went out there and tore up Anderson Cooper for not being loyal to his friend? I mean, I, I, look, if you do something politically incorrect, I'm probably going to say, Katie, come on, be smarter than that. But I'm not going to go out publicly and trash you. I just, that's not exactly. how I roll. It, unless it's exactly something. right. I, I, I just think, don't. Um, yeah, no, Piers is, is doing such a great job at the moment. I really feel here in the UK, Piers' popularity, I would say, has never been greater, which is a fantastic thing. And also, Sean, uh, one of the um, products you were talking about last time we chatted, which was like the tighty whitey pants, I told Piers, you told me to tell him you would send him some, <laughs> yeah, I and I told him that I'd ordered him a size small. So he was quite <laughs> offended by that. <laughs> he was quite impacted by the... Oh. Oh, man, he's going to hate me. Um, and the funny thing is, you know, it's sort of like if I went over to, to your country and I started talking about, you know, the the monarchy, which I've got to be honest, maybe I'm one of the few Americans that are not as fascinated with the, uh, the, the queen and, of course, yeah. the princes and who they're dating and who they're marrying and, and who they might have uh, uh, spent the night with, which is an obsession of the British population. But if I did go on radio or television there and night after night you know started hammering away at it as an american i got to imagine the people of great britain would would tell me to go back home that's right and and they would and um last night for my sins uh, at a work leaving party i was in the nightclub that prince harry goes to with his horrible fiance Meghan markle and i can tell oh, you why, I well, why, why is she horrible 
Why is she horrible? Well, I mean, really, it's just all too much. There's too many boobs and bums going on for my liking in one individual. She's just not regal enough for my liking. But anywho, I can tell you, in that club, I have never seen such a bunch of useless individuals in my entire life. And if that's the people he's mixing with, I've got a few. I've had a few things to say to them last night. But certainly with peers, at least you can say, look, he doesn't, you know, support the uh, use of guns or the ownership of guns. I'm personally a massive gun supporter. But at least Piers has, uh, he's authentic. He has integrity. And that's something we're sorely lacking in politicians these days. Yeah. Well, listen, I, uh, I got to tell you, it's, you know, good for you. All right. Now, because you have a regular segment on the program, we've got three options for you that we want you to choose from in terms of our, our special gobby one, Katie Hopkins, <laughs> introduction to the Sean Hannity. Does anybody okay, in Great Britain good. ever listen to my show that has come up to you and said, by the way, I heard you're on Hannity's radio show? No, that's never happened. No, of course. I get a lot of stuff on Twitter saying um, that they're glad that I'm on your show because I'm a good voice of reason against you because you're clearly an utter lunatic. And um, oh people say, gosh. look, it's nice to have a bit of a female balance with Hannity on the show. And people are really kind about me, actually. Thank you very much, sir. I think you're more loved in America than you are Great Britain, to be perfectly frank, I, after all the garbage I, I read about you. Too, and that suits me mighty fine because America has Donald Trump and all we have is a mayor, and Theresa May. So I think you are much better off being American, and I celebrate all you great American all right. people. Here are three options Well, your spot of tea in the meantime. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. All right, option one. No. Well, that's a no. no for sure. That makes me sound like I wear talcum powder on my lady parts. We're not having that. Oh, my gosh. Here's option two. Go ahead. All right. What did Very you think good. of that one? I say fantastic. I just had a little march around my kitchen island. You will remember I went to Sandhurst, and that is one <laughs> of the uh, pieces of music they play on the drill square. So I'm loving that. All right, option number... Well, I'm going to add a fourth one. Option number three. Go ahead. Oh, sure. <laughs> this is no. going to... No, no, dreadful, dreadful. <laughs> that sounds like my children doing their recorder practice. No. <laughs> yeah. By the way, so my kids had to practice instruments. My son, for years, I don't know what what the stupid thing that he was playing is. This was how it sounded, and now. <laughs> And the teacher says, bring it home and practice. And I'm like, I'll pay you not to practice in my house. Get out of here with that. And it drove my son nuts that I would, that's not that bad. That... I don't, I don't allow it. So my son really, really wants to play the trumpet. And I, he's eight that's years what old. It was, and I lied the to him that the trumpet teacher was too poorly that she wasn't doing lessons anymore <laughs> yeah. because I don't have a trumpet in my house. I don't want trumps. I don't want a violin. I don't want a piano. I want peace I've got a violinist, but I, I used to play the violin too, Sean, actually. But I don't, um, um, I, yeah. So I just. We actually call that where son. I come from the fiddle. All right, all right, let me play. Now, this is more Hannity music style music. And uh, we'll play a little. It's Friday. And we do this little Florida. Georgia Line Friday concert series. I'll do it in the next hour, but uh, this is what I might recommend for you. Let's hit it. Mixtapes got a little Hank, little Drake, a little 
Stronger than you think. Hang on, jack it up. Where the party's at. This is how we do. Down the shooting bullets at the moon. You have the best time on your own. All right, I do. All right, which one do you choose? One or two, three or four? Well, we're certainly not choosing four because that is not British at all. And we are trying to be a little bit British. So we're going with option two because then I can march around as I'm preparing to um, talk to you. And you can have that. Why why don't you like number four? The number four is the best one by far. This is the Gobby one segment, not the <laughs> yeah, yeah, sing-along on his own segment. How did you ever come up with the, the Gobby one? Linda, do you remember? I don't remember. No, she said it in a segment, and then she was like, I'm very Gobby. And you were like, what's Gobby? Oh, I said, what's Gobby? Yeah. That's exactly. And now when I'm on Twitter, I go, I'll be joining Sean Hannity. The Gobby one will be joining Sean Hannity. That's become like a weird thing. Well, just so, so you know, Katie, that's how he talks about you all week. So there's a good reason yeah, for right. that. What? The most, like, spreading. No, it's spreading. I, I, I agree. By the way, if you haven't gotten into trouble lately at home, have you? Because every time I check in at any British newspaper, I'm like, oh, gosh, what'd she do now? What'd you do now? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you would think that. But literally, I'm just this kind of woman with kids that's just a regular woman. But the blokes can't handle it because I have a voice and because people kind of like the stuff I say and they don't know how to shut me up and they can't shut me up. And it makes them really cross. Well, they do. I mean, are you watching everything that's been going on? And I have one serious question. Can you believe this Uh, is the world we live in and and all the rhetoric and hate and vitriol and and just vile nature of attacks against the president of the United States from within his uh, own country? I can't even bear it. I've been, you know, I've been doing my little, trying to be doing my bit. So I've been lobbying against these idiots that are putting up money to sponsor the, you know, the theater uh, where uh, Trump is kind of, you know, Julius Caesar is Trump, and he's kind of assaulted on stage. I mean, for goodness sake, it's just a nonsense. And then you have that poor, uh, lovely Republican gun down. I just, it breaks my heart. It really does. And also, I should probably tell you as well, um, Sean, while we're talking, uh, in the UK, some of you will have seen, I suspect, the large tower block fire. Did you see the fire well, in a we, tower we, in London? While it was happening, we, I was doing my show live on Hannity. Mm. And, we, and here's what disturbed me about that. How did they possibly have a blazing flames on every floor, every single yeah. floor? Now, fire maybe starts on floor 9 or 22 or 18 or, or 3. It doesn't spread like that. This, there's something not right here. Yeah, so as we speak now... Um, because of the anger, because the death toll, the official number is currently 17. But having been there, spoken to the locals and having looked at the numbers in that building, they think the number of dead may rise as high as 200. And they now have a problem with riots. So there is a mass protest going on. And I predict later this evening that will turn nasty, that will turn violent. And oh people God. will start rioting because they don't have answers. And there is a big difference, as you'll appreciate, between. Do you do you share my suspicion? Do you share my suspicion about every floor blazing flames like that? 
Well, I mean, what it is is this cladding. They put this stuff on the outside of the building to make it look prettier so that when the posh people were looking, it didn't offend their eyes so much. It turns out they used the cheap cladding. And so after the fire started, it whipped up up this cladding at the outside and turned the whole building into a kind of massive Chinese lab. Seriously, in the year 2017, they don't have enough sense not to do something that stupid. I I mean, right. And they only had one stairwell, Sean. So 27 floors over. 600 people, one stairwell, no sprinklers, no alarm. God help us. Uh, the stupidity. All right, stay right there. The Gobby One Katie Hopkins is with us. music that can only mean one thing. The gobby one, Katie Hopkins, our friend from Great Britain, has chosen horrible music as her introductory music here. Do you like any other music, like American music, pop, pop music? You don't like Madonna. God. You know, Madonna goes to, lives in Great Britain a few years, and she gets that pretentious British accent that is phony. There's such a, there's a difference between a real one and a phony one. Did people in Great Britain pick up on that? Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. And then she also thought she would be like, um, she bought into this idea of being kind of the, the landed gentry, you know, the shooting set that we're part of in the countryside. So she went and bought all the stuff, all the tweeds, all the silly little knickerbocker trousers that we wear when we go shooting. And she thought she would be part of that as well. Whereas actually, in reality, she still just looked like a bit of an American hooker that didn't really belong in the countryside. Oh. So, that's the truth. Uh, but listen, I got to tell you something. You know, Madonna and the, she's now, uh, how do you even say this? She still thinks that she is doing, you know, like a virgin again. I mean, and oh, wow. I, you see her and she's so grotesque. Did you see her, that written speech or reading? And I dream an awful lot about blowing up the White House. <laughs> I mean, why didn't they arrest her? That's what you're... She was so ridiculous. I was there. You know, I was there for those marches because I went to go and laugh at them. And, you know, the speeches they gave, this one woman, this idiotic woman with that stupid hat, she stood, took to the stage and she went, you are we and we are you. And the crowd went mad. And I just looked at these women and thought, you are actually psychopathic if that's the sort of speech that sends you delirious because they're saying absolutely nothing. But, no, I'm not a fan of Madonna at all, but I do love my new music there and you can hear if you listen carefully the drill sergeant shouting and the drill sergeant i used to have my teeth stick out a little bit and he used to yell across the parade square hopkins you could eat an apple through a tennis racket put your teeth away (laughs) that's so funny how old are your children how old are your kids my poor kids are 12 and 11 and 8 years old so the 12 year old is really sensible and she'll be fine and she'll do fine the 11 year old is just like me she'll be trouble i will pick her up from the police station by the time she's 15 and she'll be pregnant well, i first got taken home by the police in first grade <laughs> you're you're a lovely bright of sunshine in a very dark world and your irreverence and and how politically correct you are is an inspiration we love the fact that you get in trouble almost daily it cracks us up <laughs> and uh you have a home here in america if you need one Thank and you, maybe you ought to let you, you know this is the da- most dangerous thing i'm about to say maybe you could fill in one day but we'd have to tape the show because i'm just assuming the 40 delays we have won't be enough for you <laughs> no 
We would need like a team of 18 crack people on the dump button. We would need a like eight hour no. delay. And we would also probably need someone with a taser gun stood near my head. <laughs> That's what, by the way, Linda's we the taser gun. You know, every time I'm yeah. starting to go off track or do something wrong, or say, she, in, in my ears, my ears are the most sensitive part of my body. 30 years in radio, I'm deaf. And she'll, she'll scream and stop. I'm like, oh. like now when you're over, stop. God help me. All right. Katie Hopkins, the gobby one from Great Britain, the biggest troublemaker in, in the country. Thanks for being with us. It's a, it is a weird tension. I think with the dangerous time for the First Amendment and for the free press in this country. And at the same time, we're oddly influential with a guy who wants to kill us. And to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything you you yes i have thought an awful lot about blowing up the white house you know i had a dream the other night about that i was playing golf with donald trump and i was standing beside him with a club in my hand and i was you know considering my options when I suddenly woke up, you know, it was one of those dreams where you want to just get back to sleep so you can finish it, you know? I'll put, I'll put Mr. Burgess up against uh, Sean Hannity. He'll tear him up. I want you to argue with him and get in their faces. Press always asks me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish you were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. What we've got to do is fight in Congress, fight in the courts, fight in the streets, fight online, fight at the ballot box. And now there's the momentum to be able to do this. You can't stand it. I am. It's the most horrible man I've ever seen. Your president is a dishonorable, lying man. Ordinary people who simply saw what needed to be done and came together and supported those ideals who have made the difference. They've marched. They've bled. Yes, some of them have died. We have done this before. We can do this again. I don't respect this president. I don't trust this president. He's not working in the best interests of the American people. His motives and his actions are contemptible. And I will fight every day until he is impeached. Impeach 45. Impeach 45. As far as I'm concerned, the Tea Party can go straight to hell. In fact, the only thing your mouth is good for is being Vladimir Putin's holster. I'd like to punch him in the face. Which enemy are you most proud of? Probably the Republicans. <laughs> Steve Scalise took a bullet for all of us. And because of him and the tremendous pain and suffering he's now enduring, and he's having a hard time, far worse than anybody thought, our country will perhaps become closer, more unified. All right, News Roundup information overload here on a Friday. And, yeah, well, I'm not buying the kumbaya, let's get along, let's hold hands, everything's fine, nothing's happened the vitriol, vile, hatred, rhetoric, the ISIS poses with severed bloody heads of, of President Trump and all the other instances, Shakespeare in the Park, tax dollars, killing Trump lookalikes. And, oh, let's talk about incest with the president and the first daughter. And let's uh, let's call the first lady of the United States, say she was once a hooker. And uh, let's forget that he has an 11-year-old son. And, and then we'll have real experts like Rosie O'Donnell, you know, diagnosing him on TV because he's tired at 3 o'clock in the freaking morning. And uh, like every 10-year-old kid at the time would be. 
and and let's just say anything we can. And then, by the way, let the media lie. Let the media call them racist regularly. Let the media go out there with black helicopter theories and, and conspiracy theories and tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. You know, and then let's say, oh, none of this at all in any way is creating an atmosphere like lunatics that went on a rampage trying to assassinate republicans at a ball field two days ago you know let's, let's act like that didn't happen let's just let's just have the baseball game and and we'll hug and we'll we'll sing patriotic songs and we'll all feel better and it'll all go away and we'll just forget everything that happened i'm not going there and joining us now we've told you about this new group and they're it's amazing the impact that they are having in a very short period of time and it is the mediaequalizer.com project the media quality project and it was founded by two people i've known for many years, Melanie Morgan, a former television and radio host, and Brian Maloney, former writer and, and, and radio host in his own right. And uh, they have a new Twitter sign. It's called Stop the Scalpings. And they're fighting fire with fire. And, and really, it was designed. You know, I didn't know this group was designed until how many weeks later did I call you guys and say, wow, I, I didn't know you were out there defending me. Thank you. It was a number. Well, thank you, first of all, Sean, for what you're doing every day. But we started rolling on this. It was April 26th, and it was several weeks after that. And I, I know it caught you by surprise, and you're going, wait, wait, what's happening here? First, let me just say, um, I, well, I have this opportunity on your fantastic show to offer my prayers for Congressman Scalise and the four other victims yeah. of that horrible, horrible shooting he's in Alexandria. In, Melanie, he's been they in trouble. He's been fighting that. for his life, Melanie. This guy. I know. It was a mass assassination attempt because of their political beliefs. Sean, we on the right have been targeted because of our political beliefs, and we're asking with our new organization, Stop the Scalpings, to fight back with our words rather than fearing for our lives. And unfortunately, all too often, you know, we are busy. Conservatives are working hard. We have jobs. We're too polite. We don't want to get involved. But there is a tipping point in this country because the left, like Media Matters for America, they're going after on-air hosts like you, Sean, who I've known for almost 20 years. They're going after people like me. I was targeted um, by the same advertiser boycotts. But it's time for us to fight fire with fire and flip it on them. Well, it's also they've been successful. I mean, they've gone after Rush. They've gone after O'Reilly. They've gone after Beck. They've gone after Dr. Laura. Uh, they've, uh, they went after Imus. Interestingly, I, 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 Imus apologized for his insta- instance, right? And I, then he goes, even when he's fired, sincerely goes and met for a number of hours, if I recall correctly, with the women over at the Rutgers basketball team. And he talked at length at how it changed his life. By the way, how different is that? Or is it different in any way except this group didn't go after Bill Maher? and didn't go after HBO and didn't demand a fire. They never, ever, they never said a word about CNN and Kathy Griffin and the and the ISIS pose. You know, they're not out there saying, oh, my God, stop the Shakespeare in the park, nightly assassinations of the president. They'd never talked about it. this Clinton Soros 501c3 group that's supposed to be non-political, Brian. Well, that's exactly right, Sean, and thanks so much today. And that's exactly the reason why we uh, began the Media Equality Project, Stop the Scalpings, and MediaEqualizer.com was simply that there has been this gotcha game going on for quite some time. And I love the way you framed this at the beginning of the segment a few minutes ago, because you really tied together everything in a way that others are not. What happened in Alexandria is the culmination of everything they've been out there doing, their rhetoric, their actions, that resulted in what happened. And I think that the media is going out of their way to not tie it together. And 
Republicans have been too timid to make the connections themselves. They, like you said, the kumbaya thing, we all need to hug. And that is exactly the wrong approach. What we need to do instead is say enough is enough. We as conservatives are now fighting back, and we're doing so in a civil ma- uh, manner, and we're doing it in a, See, with a respectful tone, and, and we're being successful. And that's what's new. Well, what they have done is they have, they have isolated, marginalized, and they go after people one at a time. And, and I'll be honest, I don't think but for you guys having been there, and I really don't believe that without my audience having responded, I mean, immediately I saw it, and I know it for what it is, known the, what these people are about for all these years, and I went to my radio and television audience and said, all right, here's what's happening. This is the truth. This is real. And they, uh, it, very, it, it had a very humbling impact on me. This has had an impact on me in, in terms sure. of, I feel the microphone I have here every day, the, the camera I have each night is a gift. I've always known it, but now I know it and have even a deeper appreciation for it. And what's what's amazing is I loved how you guys did this. You said, okay, we're not boycotting you. We're only doing the same thing you're doing all these other people to silence their voices. Because you've heard me over the years. You know I don't support boycotts. Right. I don't I don't want people fired. Even that idiot Reza, I said, I don't think you should have been fired. I'm not I'm not calling for Colbert's head. I ran into Colbert's uh, executive producer at, at a dinner I was at the other night, and he knew all about me standing for him. And I thought, well, when are you ever going to take a stand for a conservative? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. But you know what? It's time. It's way past time for those of us on the right to fight fire with fire. And that is exactly what we've done. We are copying the same technique that organizations, 501c3s, that aren't supposed to be engaged in political activities like Media Matters for America aren't engaging in. So what we're doing is we're educating um, the public about how they are supporting people who support hate speech. And you know what is really frightening? It's working and that the left hates that. And we know that because they're attacking us right and left, spreading lies about you, about me, about Brian, about everybody. They're throwing the kitchen sink at us. That's how we know we're winning. You guys stay right there, but I've been I've been warning my audience for years. Every minute, every second, every day, every conservative radio TV is being taped, paid. This is their job. They are paid well to tape and monitor and find the sentence, the word, the phrase that is deemed politically incorrect that they can then silence uh, voices by attacking advertisers. All right, more with Melanie Morgan and uh, Brian Maloney. Hannity Headline, a bite-sized version of the show that you can take with you anywhere you go. To sign up today for Hannity Headlines, go to Hannity.com. Right as we continue, there is a new organization to uh, combat the, the concerted, well-funded, well-organized efforts to silence conservative voices. Sad that this is now what the modern left has become. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed that the, the amount of dedication, research, information you've put out, now you've decided to expose this Clinton-Soros group itself, but you've decided to do a very slow roll on information and and linda shared some of it with me i am beyond shocked that these people that have attacking conservatives for words are far more guilty than any prominent conservative they attack in terms of what i would view as anti-semitism uh virulent anti-transvestite attacks and gay attacks and so-called jokes that aren't funny 
and racist comments. I mean, I, 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 it took my breath away. It really, it really does, Sean. And the thing about this is that the left has a nasty habit of looking the other way when one of their own steps out of line. And we've seen this for many years. I mean, I remember Rosie O'Donnell when she made a comment about the people in China that were about uh, beer. And this has happened dozens, if not hundreds of times. These things get swept under the rug. You're absolutely right about the slow rollout that we've been doing at MediaEqualizer.com. Essentially what we're doing here, we don't want to overload people. And I think that this is a good approach. People, you know, it, it gives people time to absorb what we're doing, and we're enjoying this. But what we're finding, the more we investigate media matters and what they're up to, we're finding that they're not only uh, doing all kinds of terrible things here in this country, but they're meddling in foreign countries all around the world in their elections, in their governments, in the strangest places you could ever imagine. Let me ask this, and at the end of this, which I guess is going to take a very long time to get to the bottom of it, when you guys said that if they stop, you'll stop, what does that mean, Melanie? I mean, in other words, I don't understand. I think I understand what you're saying, but what does it mean, actually? Well, it means that we're perfectly willing to uh, ask people to stop their education effort of um, advertisers who have been supporting hate speech and conspiracy nonsense on uh, other programs. But I have to tell you, um, I don't, you know, we are making some progress, but there's a ways to go. I mean, we have, even as you and I are speaking right now, Sean, the president of Media Matters, who should be above this sort of thing, is tweeting sexualized comments about um, our efforts to educate the public and about you. Uh, it's really just disgusting what is happening in this country. It's a, it's a war. I know of you words, guys have to do this for a living, but I don't look themselves. at it. You know, I, I honestly don't look at this stuff anymore. I gave up. If you want to feel horrible about yourself, I guess you can do it. Do you think at the end of this, you know, groups that that stand up for uh, uh, stand out? against racism and and anti-semitism and i didn't notice for example katie Turr's mother attacked her for some transvestite comments she made do you think these groups now are going to take notice of what a group that supports high-profile democrats and high-profile you know even hillary clinton helped organize and george soros is helping to fund um and Democrat support, is this going to have any impact, do you think, in the end? Well, that's a great question, Sean. But when have they really ever been honest in terms of ideology? It really is a click on there. And we'd like to think that we can cause them to pause and reflect on their own people and their own behavior. Um, but we'll see. But the interesting thing is that you mentioned is just how incredibly well paid uh, these people are in the top ranks on the left. I mean, it's not very progressive when you look at their salaries and the benefits and, and what they're Have you, have you posted with. that? Well, that's going to be part of our series. That's coming up. We're going to get into the numbers on that. All right. So basically what you're telling people is go to Stop the Scalpings and on Twitter, S Scalpings. Right. Uh, at scalpings and then mediaequalizer.com and people can i guess support your group and and participate in it and be a part of it and and i so i'm I, I i'm i'm very glad that somebody's fighting back you've done it on my behalf in in the beginning and i i frankly hate being the center of attention but i uh, i applaud you and i can't thank you both enough for all you've done thank you both I've always said it's not about me. It really isn't. And you know what? For too long, they've been able to isolate everybody and, and, and 
that should never have happened. This should have started a long time ago. But you guys are on it now, and I feel really good about it. Thank you both for being with us, Brian Maloney and uh, my good friend Melanie Morgan. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number this Friday. We'll have a little Florida-Georgia Line Friday concert series coming up, and your call straight ahead. We know you never want to miss the Sean Hannity Show. And now you never have to. Just sign up for Hannity Headlines, a bite-sized version of the show that you can take with you on your laptop, your mobile phone, everywhere you go, even to your liberal in-laws place in Vermont. So, um, yeah. And after a few hours of that, you'll be glad you brought Sean along. To sign up today for Hannity Headlines, go to Hannity.com. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. All right, on this Friday, I promise, we're going to get to the phones for the rest of the day here today. And, of course, Hannity tonight, 10 Eastern. But before we do, I, I forgot what, when we were talking about, we, we all on this program knew, right, that Donald Trump did not tape James Comey. Linda, you knew, right? Who, who, of we, course. All right, and Lauren, you got it, right? Or you were in the middle a little bit, if I remember. I was in the middle for fun. Oh, <laughs> so if you're not right, you're going to say that was just for fun. Exactly. Uh, Ethan, you were with us, right? Yeah, but I said I hope he had tape. Okay, and Jason. Uh, I you, never thought he had tape. Never I thought, thought he had. I never thought he had. And by the way, we never would have gotten half the truth on any of this if he didn't say, well, you know, better not lie. You know, there might be tapes out there. How incredibly hilarious. There are you know, there's always an opportunity that you can be surveilled. This is the great irony. You know, the increase in surveillance, the increase in unmasking, the increase in raw intelligence being leaked. You know, as we now are calling it the, the, the deep state, the the fourth branch of government, all the leaking. Now it's the special counsel leaking. Never ends. I, I just think it was a stroke of pure genius and brilliance on the president's part. All right, let's get to our phones. Uh, let's say, hi, Karen, California, next on the Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Karen? How are you? We're glad you called. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, you guys have been talking about all the smoke, or the leftists have been talking about all the smoke. There's so much stuff going around, but um, they haven't found the source of the smoke, and that is because it's in their own camp. The fire is there, so that's where they need to look for the smoke. Yeah, well, look, I'm going to tell you something. I really, truly, honestly believe. Remember this girl in Augusta, Georgia, got picked up, and and a lot of people saying, oh, okay, well, why did a 25-year-old that is on social media, again, we're on social media, just like the guy that went on the shooting rampage, the assassination attempt this week, you know, radical leftist, part of a group, terminate Republicans. You know, why, did, why do we not pay attention? Law enforcement now, we need a social media division a homeland security social media division and those people that are making threats or those people that work within government that have access to classified and intelligence information that have radical political agendas they ought not have the clearances that they're having or if somebody's threatening to kill other people because of radical jihad we need to go to their house and knock on their door or the 12,000 tweets of people saying they want to assassinate president trump we need to go to their door. Many of them probably need to be picked up, locked up, and charged. You can't make terroristic threats against the president of the United States. But in almost every case now, we find out people 
telegraph their actions long before they do them. You know, just like we we had all this information on these guys in Great Britain that were responsible, the ones that go on the London Bridge wielding their knives and, and plowing over pedestrians. You know, we had information on all three of them. And one participates in a reality show, The Jihadi Next Door. And, and why we don't act when we know radicals or people with extremist views are expressing them on social media ahead of time to prevent tragedies beyond me, especially in light of the trillions of dollars spent on the deep state, on intelligence gathering, you know, all of this monitoring, surveillance and compromising of, of personal liberties and freedoms of Americans. And then we let the people that are out there in the wide open making threats do things. We've got to get smarter. We're, we just have to get so much smarter. Um, anyway, good call. I appreciate it. Thanks for being with us. Uh, back to our busy phones. Greg in Freehold, New Jersey, on the all-new AM710, the voice of New York, New Jersey, Long Island, WOR. What's going on, Greg? How are you, sir? Hi, James. Oh, James, excuse me. Hi, Sean. You got me a little nervous there for a second. Let not your heart be troubled. Uh, happy Friday. <laughs> okay. Thank you, and happy Friday to you, too. The, um, the thing, Sean, is like you, you hear these calls for violence, and, it's, and who's perpetrating it? And, and you see who's perpetrating it, and it's, it's not coming from the right. And, I mean, if you want to look at a local angle here in Jersey, we have this uh, Democrat strategist, this guy James Devine, who has running the hashtag Hunt Republican Congressman. Okay, <laughs> seriously, this is an example of just what I was saying. Has he been reported to local law enforcement? Um, all I know is he's been carried in the, in the he's been carried in the local papers. He was like he's like a democratic strategist, um, and, and and you know is known for being outspoken. But this is over the top. I mean, and this is the point I'm trying to figure out. When you have nat- local, state, and national leaders on TV calling for these things, at what point does this stop being you know quote political discussion and, and it then turns into sedition? Well, I mean, if you're making any type of threat like that, it's got to be taken seriously. If you're threatening to make an assassination or you threaten to blow up the White House or if you're having bizarre, you know, go back. Howard, what's his name? Howell Heflin, a former senator, Alabama. Are you subject to fantasy? It became a very famous line years ago. And I think it was the Clarence Thomas Anita Hill debacle. And uh, anyway, it's like these people telegraph how they feel what they're thinking, what they want to do, and in many cases it's, you know, what, radical jihad, or in this case, right. this guy in Alexandria, he's threatening, okay, you know, to, to take out Republicans, part of a group that says take out Republicans, and we don't pay attention to these people. And then we scratch our wooden heads later. Why, why didn't we know this? Why didn't we do this? I don't know. I think back just when when we were when you you know when you were a teenager, Sean. I mean, what was you only heard about things on the news by the six p.m. mark or something like that from the big three networks, or you read about it in the newspaper, and it, and it was carried then. Now that we have all these different access to all these different medias, and these different groups are subscribing to these different forms of media, it amplifies you know not only the good stuff, but it can also amplify the crazy stuff. And that's yeah. the part that, that concerns me the most is the amplification of the calls for violence, and this has just got to stop. Well, I'll tell you this, and I see what you're referencing here. Lauren very quickly picked it up. Uh, yeah, hunt the Republican, hunt Republican congressman. Okay, self-described, masterful Democratic Party campaign strategist. Linda, will you, uh, Lauren, will you make sure the local police, the FBI, 
and the Secret Service are made aware of this guy? Because that sounds that. like a threat. Hunt, seriously? Hunt Republicans? Hunt Republican congressmen? Yeah, I think that we ought to put this guy at least on notice with local law enforcement, because that sounds like a guy that's capable of, if you're capable of writing something that ignorant and stupid, you're probably capable of acting on it. Especially seems, after the shooting. Oh, my jigs. You know, it's, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, exactly. All right, Hannity, tonight, 10 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Hope you'll join us. Listen, we'll have everything on the deep state and their revenge and left-wing hate and the situation and the rhetoric leading up to this week's assassination attempt on Republicans. Newt Gingrich joins us tonight. Also, black helicopter conspiracy liberals like Rachel Maddow. Oh, she's finally realized it's possible Trump didn't collude with Russia. What a revelation. Michelle Malcolm will join us. Also, political witch hunt. We'll have some legal analysis. And Pat Buchanan, 10 Eastern tonight. Have a great weekend. We'll see you tonight. We'll be back here on Monday. God willing. Have a great weekend. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.